nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And um, this is Leanne Meyer. I'm here today. We're talking about teaching nursing to the world. Most of us at some point in our lives imagine doing something great for the world. Most of us um, uh, look, then we try and look at what are our gifts, talents, unique abilities that might allow us to be, uh, to create a memorable point in history. Uh, then we come back to the reality of our everyday lives. We laugh and continue as though we only, we're only capable of the mundane life we might have. I believe that this is not really how most incredible contributions get made. I believe that we are on a journey of everyday life. We take a step in one direction, which opens us to people and options that may or may not spark us at the time. And we continue on in this almost unconscious travel until the pieces and people we have accounted throughout our life starts to fall into place. Maybe we start with one small step into a pond, only to find out it's the opening to an ocean. And suddenly other people are joining our new idea and helping us make a huge difference. That may be exactly what has happened to my three guests today, Miriam Chickering, who is the CEO of Nurses International, Dr. Stacen Keating, Nurses International Advisory Council, and Kathleen Capone. She's uh, doing an education doctoral um, candidacy and in curriculum and instruction at Capella University. So, uh, Miriam, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into nursing and how did you get here? I really think of myself as a mom first and a nurse entrepreneur second. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and really felt um, this heavy call to um, do nursing internationally. And I didn't really know what that meant because at the time I was a OB consultant at our local hospital. I was teaching at a community college and I was a mom to five. So I wasn't really sure how I would fit um, international work into the rest of um, my life. But what I found is that my constraints really informed uh, my next steps, which was to realize that the technology was there to make a difference. And it was just um, a fact of bringing the right people together to make it happen. See, that seems to be how these things happen. Uh, Dr. Keating, could you um, just say a little bit about how you found nursing and then how you found this particular aspect of nursing? Sure. So um, this is Stacen, and um, I guess I was confused early on as to really what I wanted to do with my life, with a career. I actually almost ended up um, in business or a career in law. Um, but when I was, uh, I do have a business degree undergrad, and I found myself working in administration for a hospital. But I wondered kind of what was going on on the other, the patient side of it looked so much more interesting to me. So um, I switched over. I got a BSN degree, and then I found that I loved patient care. 
um, I went, you know, I think with a lot of nur- a lot of us, with a lot of nurses, we kind of keep going further and further. So I found myself getting a master's degree um, in, in acute care and primary care. And then I found myself um, pursuing a, a researcher's degree. So going for that doctoral degree. Um, so that's kind of how the, my circuitous route entering uh, into nursing, how I ended up working with Nurses International, is that I, I was really interested. I was doing a lot on the patient side and the acute care side, but always since entering nursing, my love has been um, kind of the primary prevention side, primary care, community care, health promotion. Um, and then I was just very interested in what was going on globally. So I found uh, Miriam's website and it just spoke to me. So I reached out and I would say I've probably been with Nurses International for about three years now. And it's been great because it allows me to kind of take all those loves that I have of education, of primary care, of community care and health promotion, um, and really start to work at the grassroots level to try to contribute you know, on a, on a global level. Okay. That's me. Um, Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Kathy, can you quickly and kind of bullet point, uh, tell us, um, how you got absolutely. Thank you very much for, for having me here and have the opportunity to speak to people in voice America about nursing. It's a thrill, um, because nursing is, been so good to me in my life. I'm one of those nurses that wanted to be a nurse since they were a child. I went to nursing school uh, right after high school and graduated in 1972, so it's been almost 46 years, um, and I've done many different aspects in nursing, um, but uh, I come from kind of a nursing culture in my family. My husband is a nurse. My son is in medicine. My aunts were nurses. My two sisters, Maureen and Eileen, are both nurses as well. Um, my daughter-in-law is a nurse. So uh, there's a bit of a nurse did, culture um, in my family. Um, how did you get connected to Miriam? And what I did was uh, after I was in my 50s, I went back to, uh, to get my BSN and then my MSN. And um, I was working to, uh, with some people that wanted to have start a scholarship for uh, girls in Guatemala to go to a nursing school. And I did some research, and I found Miriam, and she was the only organization out there that met that peculiar, specific, um, uh, you know, spot there that could, that could do that. So it's been a wonderful um, experience working with Nurses International. Great, great. Miriam, tell us um, just, you know, briefly about what is Nurses International and um, what what you're doing. Nurses International is a faith-based nursing education organization, and our goal is to share uh, nursing education with everyone in the world who needs it. And that's really been our focus and our journey, and our major project right now is an open-access BSN curriculum, and Stacey Keating is heading that up. So, Stacey, maybe you can share a little bit about that open access. So, the open access is just um, what Miriam said. Um, what we're trying to do is create um, good nursing education globally, and in order to do that, uh, we need 
nurses to be able to have the latest up-to-date evidence-based information. Um, we hear some anecdotal stories. Uh, one of the people that works with us, he's done a lot of consulting over the years, and he was asked to go into a program in a country where he was asked to kind of assess what was going on in the classroom and to see how um, students were learning. And what he saw was that uh, the nursing educator was kind of reading from a piece of paper the notes, so just kind of reading verbatim. Um, and then when, you know, he spoke to people uh, after that, he found that the notes that she was reading were actually her own notes from when she was a student many years ago. So, you know, of course, like test textbooks and information and, you know, internet access is very expensive. So in order to kind of bring that information um, and bring good knowledge and, and scientific-based nursing care around the world, um, Nurses International is creating that platform. So we're working on classes. We have about five classes completed so far. So nurses, uh, students, and nurse educators can currently download uh, two med search classes, uh, two community health classes, and one other class, and maybe Miriam knows, I think I'm forgetting the fifth class. But we have several phases of, um, you know, we're, we're basically going to provide like all the, the core curriculum courses through open access education. There are modules available, there are case studies, uh, testing questions. So we're really trying to be a resource um, to nurse educators and, and to students globally. Uh, our next phase of uh, curriculum development, we're going to look at mental health, we're going to look at maternal child health, we're going to put a pathophysiology class um, up on our Nurses International website. It's very easy to access the resources. You just have to go onto our website. You just have to um, kind of identify yourself and ask for permission to get the resources, uh, and then they're downloadable um, I think immediately, if I have that correct. So we are we have completed phase one of all the curriculum. It's up, it's running, it's available to people right now. Um, we're working on phase two, and there will be a phase three and a phase four. Um, so we're really trying to, I guess, create nursing education equity, equity level the playing field, provide that information um, to all nurses, no matter how remote, how rural, um, no matter what country they're in. That's great, Stacen. Um, Miriam, can you um, give the the uh, website? She's been talking about how to how this thing is accessing. So, give us the website, and then um, let's talk a little bit more about how many nurses are really on this right now. Sure. So the website is nursesinternational.org. If you just Google Nurses International, the website should come right up. And you can also contact us via Facebook, Twitter, um, all of the social media channels. We love to connect. That's great. So say a little bit about how many countries are actually um, using this system and you know how many people in the countries. We uploaded our first set of courses in February of this year. And since that time with no paid advertising, they've been downloaded in over 55 countries. Wow. 
We don't know how many people are benefiting because the educators will come on the site, download the resources. We had an educator from the Red Cross in Greece say that she was going to use the resources to train 200 nurses. We had a nurse missionary in Papua New Guinea who downloaded and said she wanted to use them to train eight community health workers. Okay. Um, and then surprisingly they're being used for continuing education as well as primary okay. education. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I do, I've been teaching this RN refresher course and even people who have uh, been working as recently as four or five years ago are saying that they feel like they're learning so much new and kind of you've forgotten what the basics were and being able to go back and go over those was really encouraging for them yeah. too. Um, where would you like to go from here? Who would you, what would you like to talk about? We've got about one minute, one or two minutes to break. I think with just one minute, what I'd really like to share is that we have so much room for people in all disciplines to contribute. And so listeners who are interested can just come to the website and volunteer and we'll find a place for you to contribute. Even if that's reviewing material, we'll uh, add you to a Facebook group and you can review material for Nigeria or uh, Burundi or Kenya and make sure that the materials that we're creating actually are contextualized for on-site use. Okay. Well, I think that's a great place to stop here for the commercial and um, we will be back in just a couple of minutes. So this is, if you're just joining us, it's Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And uh, I'm Leanne Meyer. I'm here today. We're talking about um, teaching nursing to the world. And I'm here with Miriam Chickering, uh, Dr. Stacen Keating, and Kathy, Kathleen Capone. We'll be right back. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. 
Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact Senior Executive Producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer. We're back, and um, uh, we're back on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. And I'm here today. We're talking about teaching nursing to the world uh, with Miriam Chickering, Dr. Stacey Keating, and Kathleen Capone. Miriam, take us in a new direction. What would you like us to talk about? We just finished up talking about the way that we contextualize our materials for the world. And another way that we do that is when we're asked, we send out consulting teams to different places who need help um, adapting and adopting the resources, or perhaps they have other educational needs. Um, Kathleen Capone just returned from a recent trip to China where she did some consulting work. Okay. So, Kathleen, do you want to talk a little about that? Is there something sure. specific? Uh, Nurses International was... Uh, contacted by the Christian Medical and Dental Association to help them do some nurse faculty development work in China, the southwest portion of China in the town of Kujing. Um, the organization was already teaching residents, uh, faculty members who teach residents, um, and scaling up their, um, their teaching strategies with regard to critical thinking. So uh, this is all very much in line with the sustainable development goals set by the United Nations in 2015 to also scale up the level of education for nurses. So one of the things that uh, we do as consultants is um, we will um, address areas that nurses would like to or faculty members or schools or programs would like to scale up their programs. And our request was um, to work with the nursing faculty members in China and to help them with... uh, Teaching, help them teach critical thinking skills to, um, to their students. So it was a wonderful time. Um, uh, it was a, an opportunity to meet a whole different culture of nurses and find out that we're basically all the same in our heart and in our desire to help others. But it was also a great opportunity to go into another country, be able to share what American nurses do and what American nursing education is like and learn about what... Uh, 
Chinese nurses do and what Chinese education is about. And uh, so many times the consultation, especially if it's in a different culture, um, involves initially establishing trusting relationships and working relationships um, with uh, people in these countries. And uh, Nursing International was received very graciously and warmly there and had a wonderful time. And um, we uh, have been asked to go back. They've got three more topics they'd like us to speak on next year, burnout, um, also um, simulation, and research. So every opportunity that we have to provide consultation to help help programs scale up their programs um, is an opportunity for nurses to share nursing knowledge. Kathleen, um, that's really interesting. So I want to make sure I understand. So they would contact Nurses International and express what it is that they're interested in, and then would Miriam then direct it to whoever she thinks is the most appropriate person to do the consultation? That's pretty much the way it happens. Um, there's uh, We have consultants at Nurses International. It's also who would be available or who might uh, have some expertise in that field, and she will match up people and um, skills and um, try to get a real okay. good idea of what the organization is asking for. And is this all done in English then, or do you have to deal with languages also? We have translators okay. that travel with us. Okay. And a lot of times we'll prepare materials in advance and have them translated in advance. And then we leave them in the host country as a resource. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the fun piece that really kind of grabs me is when you're doing these short-term trips, you really want long-term impact. And another way that we achieve long-term impact is we work with interdisciplinary teams. So our partners at CMDA, Um, assist us and provide physicians. We travel with physicians if needed, uh, dentists, physical therapists, pharmacists, um, and really model that interdisciplinary work together. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And uh, Kathleen and Carla Kreider, when they were in China, had the opportunity. They actually had physicians translating for them as they were teaching the nursing pieces. And one of the things that they taught, I I knew that they would need this. So as we were preparing for the consultation, I said, I think you should teach SBAR. And that's such a common thing for us here in the United States. Do do you want to just say what that is? Because not everybody might. Sure. So actually, Kathleen taught this. So maybe, Kathleen, I'll let you talk a little bit about teaching the SBAR. Just explain what what that stands for, the SBAR, and how you use it. It's a, it's a means of communication, of being effectively able to communicate your information about your client or your patient. So S stands for situation, B stands for background, A stands for, uh, stands for assessment, and R stands for recommendation. So it's a succinct way of <clears throat> taking information and making sure you're including all the necessary information, but it's a standardized way that uh, healthcare people can speak to one another. So uh, this is one of the things they wanted us to be able to do was to teach nurses how to present their client professionally. So it just sounded like SBAR was the perfect solution to that. Right. That's really been something really that's only been uh, generally um, the, the practice for maybe the past decade in the United States. But uh, it's a very effective way to make sure that you communicate everything you need to communicate about your patient to whoever you're speaking to. 
Correct. So That's they wonderful. They had a chance to role model that. They uh, they practiced it. They it it uh, and it was so exciting to see that we were able to meet their need, that that was exactly what they were asking for. That was the exciting part. That is great. Um, I'm curious a little bit, Miriam, uh, with having doctors uh, translating for nurses, were there any ahas between the nurses and the doctors where maybe doctors didn't realize uh, nursing perception or were nursing takes a certain piece of information? Was there anything like that that there were... um, ahas between the nurses and doctors about the differences in what they do or the similarities? Yes, there definitely were. And most of it was the doctors just looking at things from a nursing perspective for probably the first time. I think another thing that's been really wonderful about working with interdisciplinary teams, specifically the physicians at CMDA, they've been doing physician consulting for a number of years, like 20, 30 years. And so we're learning from them while also they're allowing us to lead our portion of the team. Um, You know, another thing that's really great about the team that we have is um, Stason has so much of a background with AIDS patients. And that's a huge concern when we're in Egypt, Burundi, uh, planning to go to Nigeria this year. And that's a big concern, not just in the U.S., but around the world. So Stason, I wonder if you'd be open to sharing a little bit about maybe your experience with um, HIV and AIDS patients. Well, you know, that was kind of my initial uh, work in nursing. So it's quite a number of years ago. Uh, but I actually started working with patients um, with HIV and AIDS kind of before all the really good um, art therapy was in place. So a lot of times uh, in the hospital that I worked in, we were getting the patients who actually had, you know, were in this uh, full-blown AIDS state. So um, it's, you know, interesting now because with all the good treatment and medication that's available, uh, you know, a lot of times HIV is now more of a chronic condition. What is interesting, though, is I just gave a lecture the other day in my public health course, and one thing that I think would be interesting for nurses to know is just how much the needle has moved for many nurses working um, globally. So, for instance, in Kenya, uh, nurses are now kind of at the forefront of actually taking the lead in HIV care. So they're screening patients. They're starting the patients on the actual medications. So they're writing the prescriptions. They're teaching the patients. They're monitoring symptoms and side effects of the medications and adjusting the medications. And there was actually a researcher from Columbia University who just published on this in 2017 and said that, you know, there's really been a very positive effect of having the nurses kind of, you know, move um, move the needle and really work to their top to the top of their license. So there's a lot on the horizon for nurses to, uh, you know, take leadership on that, to get involved in policies on that. Um, so I'm really very encouraged. I actually just learned about uh, some of these studies last week. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to have this call now when I have this. Um, I've just found all this information out because when I started, which is in like the early 90s with patients, you know, the outlook was um, 
not as good as it is now for HIV patients. That's wonderful to know that things are improving so many times. Those things that are talked about, as you said, years ago when it was the story. And then as it kind of falls into the background, you don't really know what's what's going on in the current. Um, one of the things, as you were talking, I was thinking, nurses are seem to be closer to the patients, uh, more attuned to listening to the patients. And I'm wondering how your organization is involved in really listening and learning from other people and then going from there. We have a intercultural approach that's really our operating framework for the entire organization and that's called listen learn serve share it you can think of it as a linear approach so you listen first and then as you're listening you know where to learn and then you serve and then only after you've shown that you love people then they're open to maybe hearing what you have to say and that's where the sharing piece comes in it it can also be thought of as additive so the listening the learning the serving adds up to being able to share and then there's the cyclical piece where as you're involved in this listen learn serve share it sort of gets deeper and richer every single time we also use it to troubleshoot so if we're running into problems At one stage, we know we probably didn't do enough work at an earlier stage. So let's say we're sharing, perhaps we've come up with um, a problem-solving solution and it's not working very well. We may need to go back to the listening and learning piece before we can really troubleshoot that problem. I'm so excited to hear you say that. Basically, what it comes back to is relationship. That's right. And how you build relationship is through trust, and people trust you when you listen to them. That's right. So it's all about everyone wants to be heard and everyone wants to be respected. So um, is this maybe a good place to take another break? We've got um, two or three minutes normally before break, but let's take it now. And, uh, and then when we come back, we can um, start on another subject. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer. We're talking today about teaching nursing to the world. And Miriam Chickering is uh, the CEO of an organization called Nurses International. And she's working with Dr. Stacen Keating and Kathleen Capone. So um, hang in there and come on back on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900%, and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back. This is a very interesting topic to me. It's uh, teaching nursing to the world with uh, Miriam Chickering, Stacen Keating, and Kathleen Capone. And they're working with Nurses International. So I'm curious. I don't often get an opportunity to find out what's going on in nursing uh, in other countries. Could we hear a little bit about that? Sure. I think the most important thing that we've learned is that nurses in other countries are such hard workers. Many of them work two, maybe even three jobs, and they work maybe 80 to 120 hours a week in many, many countries. Um, And so these are people who are working very hard. They're extremely innovative. They will do um, traction with a can of cement. They will reuse a Foley catheter if they have to, to reuse it. Um, and so our hearts are just filled with so much respect and extreme gratitude for the services that they provide to their patients. Um, one of the things that's really different is that it's not just the nursing education that varies, but it's also the high school education. Mm. So some countries... They will go a year further, almost like we what we would do at a community college, and other countries stop a year or two sooner than we do. Mm-hmm. And so nursing programs are going to vary in length depending on what type of nursing program it is and what kind of um, high school education students mm-hmm. have in that country. So there's a lot of factors. Um, you can't just go in and do a straight comparison without taking all of those pieces into account. Um, 
I think what I'd like to talk about first is maybe a little bit about nursing education in Guatemala. And Kathy's been over there, and we've done curricular gap analysis uh, with several of the different programs in Guatemala. So, Kathy, would you like to share a little bit about uh, the state of nursing in Guatemala? Sure. Um, well, piggybacking on what you were saying about the, the actual work that nurses do and how hard they work, um, nurses provide um, 90%, according to the World Health Organization, of the health care for people basically around the world. And uh, there is a big shortage right now of that. And um, uh, hopefully by the year 2030, um, the United Nations is saying that they're going to need at least 9 million nurses to fill that gap. So all countries are addressing this to some degree with the World Health Organization. And when we go into other countries like Guatemala, we have an opportunity to see how not just how their nursing system works, but how it all fits into the healthcare system. So when you when we go to another country like Guatemala, we have to take into consideration um, both the healthcare system, the economic system, and the cultural system. So in Guatemala, they have three or four different levels of nursing, and what we were asked to do when we initially went there <clears throat> was to help with a. Um, starting a scholarship program for one of the universities and a, and a funder there. Um, and while we were there, there was such an interest in uh, other areas and other agencies and the Ministry of Health and other healthcare, healthcare department um, to find ways that they might be able to standardize their programs. Because in their country, one of their issues is standardization of nursing care. And in order to have a real, solid, sound healthcare system, you do need to have that standardization. So we had an opportunity to do um, a gap analysis in some curriculum for two universities. Um, we had an opportunity to meet with a few different agencies and the Ministry of Health. And it was eye-opening for us um, to see um, both what the need was and also what the opportunity was to help. Um, and also the, uh, every culture, every community, every country has their own culture. So nursing fits as well professionally into its uh, identity, but it also fits into the culture of the, of the, of the country. Um, so in Guatemala, um, the culture of nursing is primarily um, very task-oriented at this point, but they are working toward um, developing more of a, um, a, a professional organization that is standardized so that they can scale up the level of, of uh, health care service. I'm curious, and I'm not sure, Kathleen, if it would be you or Miriam, um, with uh, so many people needed in, in um, nursing, uh, is it still women that uh, primarily fill these positions, or is you know, men involved too? One of the key markers we found when a country is very much ready to take the next step in the nursing profession uh, two things, when men enter the profession, we notice that there's a huge shift because that means the profession is beginning to pay enough to support a family. The second thing is when the profession is to a point where other countries are wanting to take those nurses. Um, and so when you get into a place, for instance, Egypt, which is a middle-income country, you see those two things happening very quickly. And then you know this is the perfect time to 
up-level okay. uh, the profession. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Stacen, um, you have been working in, is it Nigeria? Yes. So would you be able to talk about that, the, where nursing is at in Nigeria? Sure. We actually, um, we're kind of building that relationship. So we have a, a key partner in Nigeria who we've been working with, um, I think, for a couple of years now. Uh, very bright gentleman. He's done a lot of research. He's done a lot to improve um, maternal uh, mortality and under five mortality in the country. Uh, he actually had asked us to do a gap analysis. Um, they're really looking to scale up nursing in Nigeria. They want to, um, they want, you know, baccalaureate prepared nurses. They want master's prepared nurses. They actually want to develop uh, researchers, nurse researchers there. Uh, what's interesting um, in, uh, in countries like Nigeria, um, you know, there's a lot of work kind of like what Kathy was saying with standardizing the profession and having good, um, you know, policies and the professional regulatory um, organizations. A lot of countries, maybe they don't have an oversight uh, organization or perhaps they have too many, so it kind of uh, makes it hard for one organization to build up nursing um, in a country. Right now, though, um, Nigeria has been... Uh, we've, we've been uh, instituting the Listen, Learn, Serve, Share model because it's such a beautiful model because it, it helps people and it also is just kind of the right thing to do. But working with this gentleman in Nigeria, um, he has asked us, uh, he's kind of liked what he's heard and what he's seen, and he's asked us to go in there and help with uh, faculty development also. So kind of um, we're in the talks right now with creating like a uh, kind of train the trainer model where we go in there and we do faculty development with nurse educators so that they can go out and bring that information um, to other nurse educators within Nigeria. So Stacen, you will go there physically and then interact with the nurses that are wanting to learn and, and develop this with you. That's incredible. Yeah. that's Go ahead. How it's, that's how we're hoping that it's going to work and hoping that more than, you know, just myself would go. But at first, you know, we kind of surveyed the nurse educators to see what they want. What do they need? What is priority? And then when we got to talking, it went kind of from, um, well, instead of staying one week, can you possibly come for two weeks? And then we'd like <laughs> you to meet people in the Ministry of Health. And, you know, so... Um, we're encouraged and they're encouraged, and I think that, you know, we've really been building a good relationship with them. I would like to kind of say, because Nurses International is also involved in this, I don't know if you've, um, Leanne, if you've heard of Nursing Now, the um, the Nursing Now campaign that kind of started from the UK with the top, uh, his name is Nigel Crisp, and he actually ran the NAH NHS for a number of years. So he ran the biggest uh, healthcare system in the world. It has something like 1.4 million employees. And he recognized the potential of nursing to really make a turnaround in healthcare and quality for people. So in 2018, in February, the Nursing Now campaign was launched. Um, Kate Middleton, Duchess 
uh, Duchess of Cambridge, I guess. She is the lead patron for the organization. And this organization, Nurses International, was on the call for the U.S. chapter of this organization because this organization is really um, positioned to kind of propel the status of nursing and the leadership ability of nursing. And so for the next three years, there's going to be a very big push to kind of highlight the contributions of nurses across the globe. I did want to kind of put a plug that in there. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Sure. It's really good to know that. Um, again, you know, I, I talked about in my uh, introduction how you meet somebody and then that connects to 12 other people and then, you know, a bigger bigger group that's already, you think you're putting your toe in the water, but actually it's an ocean uh, that people are already working on these things. My personal opinion is that um, as we educate, especially women in all of these different countries um, and raise the level of health starting out so that the general population has good health, then you can start to look at um, educating. And once you've got education, people can start looking at how do we improve? What, what, what can we use our education to improve the country? And then from there, it will build itself. Absolutely. And one of our key goals at Nurses International is to keep going along that line and say, well, how do we do that education? We have to have nurse educators who know how to train nurses with critical thinking skills, who know how to do inquiry-based learning, use adult learning pedagogy. And as we do these things, we're just shocked at how fast our colleagues in China and Guatemala and Egypt, they pick it up so quickly. Because everybody is hungry. Mm-hmm. It's like the tipping point. I hope we're at the tipping point of, um, you know, at this point in our country and I, I think other countries, there's such a pushback. You know, it's those people who don't want to go along with what's moving into the future, trying to pull back into what was comfortable for them in the past. And I think people around the world, particularly in our country, are going to have to make actual conscious decisions. No, we're going forward. And we're going to bring as many people with us as we can, which is well, so exciting. Is, yeah, just on, uh, uh, to some, add to that, there's a, they've, the World Health Organization and other organizations have realized that nursing is such a valuable resource for healthcare systems and for healthcare delivery. And one of the things that they found is that nurses globally, not even in the United States, are working to the level of their education. And they would really like uh, nurses to, to come to the forefront of patient education, patient teaching, um, and, patient, and healthcare. Because nurses have such a unique ability um, to connect with people. Um, they're with the patients most of the time. Um, and the holistic approach, which is different from the, the medical um, approach, the holistic nursing approach, really addresses the whole patient and whatever they're going through. There was even right. a study, uh, I remember recently, that said that nurses that were uh, a patient would probably um, participate more effectively in their own self-care with regard to being a diabetic if they were treated by a nurse practitioner than if they were treated by a physician. So that doesn't mean physicians aren't very good at what they do, but they diagnose the diabetes and they prescribe medicine and they prescribe a diet. But it's the nurse, the nurse practitioner, the nurse that will get in there and will say, well, how can we make this happen for you? What are the things 
that need to happen for you on a daily basis so that you can actually do these things for yourself to improve your health. So that key element spread across the world. Um, Kathy, I have to interrupt you. We've got just a couple of minutes left to the end. So I did want to have Miriam kind of tie this all together for us. Um, is there something in particular you want nurses in the world to know? What is it you want them to know? That you are making a difference. And if you have a good education, you can make a difference that makes a difference for everyone. And sometimes we just need a little help in figuring out how to do that. So if you'd like some help, come to Nurses International's website. We'd love to help you make a difference for the world. And that's nursesinternational.com. That's right. And then from there, a wealth of information and and contacts that they can... Nursesinternational.org. Oh, I'm sorry, .org. Right. You're right. Non-profit. So, um, yes, so we are... I just want to thank, you know, both uh, Dr. Keating and um, and Kathleen um, Capone and, of course, Miriam uh, Chickering for being with us today and being able to talk about this topic. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think anywhere that nurses can keep helping each other to grow and develop, it becomes an excitement. So um, recently, yesterday, I was reading about uh, nurses that were really frustrated with all of the um, uh, challenging parts of what we do, which is everything from cleaning up shit to, you know, dealing with um, medication problems and, you know, on and on. Uh, but what what people, what nurses really need to understand is what we contribute is different than what anybody else is contributing. And we do it in a way that's relational, that's connected to the patient. So unfortunately, we are at the end. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And I am Leanne Meyer. We've been talking today about teaching nursing to the world. And I've been talking with uh, Miriam Chickering, Dr. Stacey Keating, and Kathleen Capone. And I'm so grateful that we were able to work through our challenges today and uh, be able to bring this to you. There will be many people listening to this also on uh, podcast as we go forward. And uh, thank you so very much for thank this you. show. I appreciate it. It's been an it. honor. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Leanne, for your service to the world also, because this is a unique contribution to nursing. You are so welcome. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week. changing how teams email with the launch of their collaboration toolkit. Create and send emails with your team faster with real-time collaboration and in-app commenting. Learn why businesses like Product Hunt, 
Microsoft, Avis, and more send millions of emails every day with MailJet at hello.mailjet.com forward slash voice and try MailJet Premium for one month free. That's hello.mailjet.com. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 